Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24:15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called Heaven and Hell. And yesterday, we were talking about end-time events, one being the rapture. And when we're resurrected, we will have a new body. We will be true immortals physically and spiritually, like in the Hollywood movies, but this time for real. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 42 through 49 say it this way. So is also the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man Adam became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust... We shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. It's going to be a great time. So if we died today, we would be instantly absent from the body and present with the Lord. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 8. We read it yesterday, but we'll repeat it today. It says, we are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. But after the rapture, we will all have our new immortal resurrected bodies. What will we be doing in heaven before the second coming of Christ? Well, a couple things for sure. The judgment seat of Christ, that's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, and the marriage supper of the Lamb. We read that in Revelation chapter 19, verse 9. These are both great events. However, they're very big subjects in themselves, so maybe we'll cover that in another daily devotional series. The next end-time event will be the millennium. What will the millennium be like? Well, the millennium is 1,000 years on earth, and just before the millennium is the second coming of Christ. Yes, Jesus is coming back. He'll be on a white horse and have many crowns. We will be right behind him on our own white horses, clothed in fine white linen. It's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Reading Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. 
He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And then in Revelation chapter 19, verses 15 through 16, it says, Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations. And he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then there's us. It talks about us in Revelation chapter 19, verse 14. It says, And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And it tells us about the beast, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, too. In Revelation chapter 19, verses 19 through 20, And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And it tells us about Satan. In the book of Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. But after these things, he must be released for a little while. And then it tells us about Jesus and us together. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, it says, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now when Jesus returns, the Antichrist and false prophet are the first to be cast into the lake of fire. It's called Gehenna, the final and future hell. Then Satan is sent to the bottomless pit, which is the immediate and present hell we call Sheol and also Hades. And he stays there until the millennium is finished. Well, what will life during the millennium be like? Well, for us, Revelation chapter 20, verse 6 says, Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And then, it tells us about others. Since Satan will be sealed in the bottomless pit and the saints, that's us, will be ruling and reigning with Jesus, we can assume the new government will be moral and just. Everyone will know Jesus is Lord and everyone will know the difference between right and wrong. The two greatest rules will be love God, spirit, soul, and body and love your neighbor as yourself. Some people will receive Christ during this time. But even though Jesus is the king and we rule with him, some will still not receive Jesus as their Lord. Now that's hard to believe. We will have our resurrected bodies. We are immortal and our body will be just like the one Jesus had when he appeared to the disciples after he rose from the dead. Since we will have the same type of body, we will not get sick or die. But what about the others? The others who are living on earth will not have resurrected bodies during the millennium. 
those people will live and die during that period. It's not clear whether or not sickness and disease will be present, but without the devil around, it's most likely that sickness and disease won't be either, and the mortal people will live a lot longer than we're used to. All animals and people will get along. It says that in the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 25, and chapter 66, verse 3. And then in Isaiah, chapter 11, verse 8, it says that children will play near poisonous snakes and be safe. No more will there be fighting with weapons because the weapons will be made into tools. That's out of Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. People will live to be hundreds of years old. We find that in Isaiah chapter 65, verse 22. But some of them will die. And it says that also in chapter 65, in verse 20. Those who die without Jesus will be resurrected at the end of the millennium for final judgment. It says that in Revelation chapter 20, verse 13. And those who receive Christ during the millennium will have eternal life. Well, what about church and the Bible? Well, since Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as it states in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, and the word of God stands forever, like it says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, people on the earth and the saints of heaven, that's us, will be going to the house of the Lord regularly. We'll be worshiping, reading, studying, and learning the Bible. We find that in Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 4. Do you think it's possible we might hear Jesus, Paul, Moses, or Abraham preach? Can you imagine going to a seminar to hear Daniel tell about the lion's den or Noah tell us what it was really like when the floods came? What about David as a young man facing Goliath? Wow, well, whatever life will be like during the millennium, it's going to be a really great 1,000 years. It will be heaven on earth. We have a lot to look forward to in the millennium. I can't wait. How about you? And then we find that the next event that will happen is the great white throne judgment. Well, what will the great white throne judgment be like? Well, the word to understand is judgment. In context, it means to be sentenced eternal punishment in hell according to what you have done. And then the one who sits on the throne is God. It's called the great white throne. Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. We also see the dead, the books, the book of life, and their works. This is found in Revelation chapter 20, verses 12 through 13. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. The dead are those who did not respond to faith and accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. They're spiritually dead. The books, plural, contain the records of the works of the dead. That would be the sins they committed in life, and the times they had opportunity to be saved by grace through faith, but rejected it. The book of life is the record of all those who believe in and accepted Jesus as their Savior. You see, only the spiritual dead, those who were not saved, are judged by their sins and their rejection of Christ. And this brings us to the term, the second death. Revelation chapter 20, verse 14 says, Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. 
You see, the power of death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, and the second death is eternal death. And Revelation chapter 20 verse 15 says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Anyone. I've got to say that again. Anyone. Now, one thing to notice is that there's no records of our sins, only the dead who appear before the great white throne judgment. The book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 25 says, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. You see, the great white throne judgment is only for those who are not saved. Don't wait, though. 2 Corinthians 6, 2 says, For he says, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Heaven and hell are real, and the end times events are actual. They are coming to pass. It's not time to wait, because now is the day of salvation. Our time is up, but we'll continue right here tomorrow. I'll see you then. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.